Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Silent Sam bites the dust. Yep, Silent Sam. He was a big statue on the campus of the University of North Carolina, a monument of some kind uh, commemorating, commemorating the Confederacy. Not sure exactly what the history of it is, uh, not that anybody cares anymore. But anyway, uh, last night it became the latest Confederate statue to come falling down. Students there pulled it down, big uh, demonstration, lots of noise. Lots of media coverage uh, and lots of the usual stupidity. Anyway, the students have been asking or maybe demanding that the university take it down for a long time. And, hey, it's, it's not hard to understand why students, especially black students, would not want to have to share campus space with Silent Sam, uh, some kind of a Confederate monument. But is it a good idea to remove all the symbols of the Civil War or is it better to leave them where they are and use them as teaching, teaching tools? Uh, here's the problem. Um, that, that's a, probably a pretty good idea. Or you could at least make an argument for it, and some people wouldn't think it's a good idea, but you could, you could debate it. Well, based on the average American's knowledge of history and what's being taught, and for that matter, uh, not taught in the schools, there's a pretty good chance that the kiddies there on campus uh, would have a tough time telling you who won the Civil War, okay? Not long ago, a group of students at Texas Tech uh, went around campus, and they asked kids a series of questions about American history. And one of them was, was actually who won the Civil War. And believe it or not, lots of kids said the South. And some couldn't name the country that we from whom we won our independence, you know, Great Britain. But everyone at the time knew that Snooky was on Jersey Shore. Every single person answered that question correctly, so it was a few years ago. And they could all tell you who Brad Pitt had been married to, or who he was married to now or whatever. History apparently is barely a requirement in college. It's something we're going to look into when school starts, by the way. Uh, I want to look around and see what some of the schools are teaching and what uh, some of the requirements are. Because I'm wondering, for example, if a journalism or communications major is required to take American history courses. Because, you know, it, you would think that it might be a requirement for someone interested in covering, you know, news about things other than Brad Pitt and who's on what TV show. They might be interested or should be interested or should be knowledgeable in history. Like what happened? Like be able to tell you, tell me which when the uh, when World War II took place, if I spotted them, the decade, I, I don't. I'm not sure that they'd be able to do that. But coming up, we're going to talk to a guy who was uh, has taken it upon himself to, well, to get people more interested in American history, and uh, he's also been looking into what's going on in schools and everything, and what's being taught and what isn't. And he'll tell us just how dumb most Americans are, especially the young ones, about what happened and why it happened. We'll talk to him when we come back. Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even John Hopkins. 
Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724 724- 884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Buying a home should be one of life's best experiences, but today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, and that can turn a great experience into an anxious one. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. It's called the power buying process. We check your income, assets, and credit to provide you with a verified approval, which can give you the strength of a cash buyer. Once verified, you qualify for our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days while you find your new home. Then, once you've found your new home, if rates have gone up, your rate stays locked. But if rates have gone down, your rate drops, and you get to keep that new lower rate. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed-rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And they're no loop Pole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM 1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. windowsruspittsburgh.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So I, I told you uh, a, a statue came down on the campus of North Carolina last night. School is uh, coming back into session, I guess. We're going to see more stuff like this. It was some kind of a commemoration of the Confederacy, and uh, they, they wanted it to come down at the University of North Carolina, so the students finally got it done last night. Um, and uh, it struck me that what they what the problem is that kids seem to have just, and not just kids, but too many people have just enough history knowledge to be dangerous. David Bruce Smith uh, founded a foundation. It's called the Grateful American Foundation, and it's all about getting people to be more interested in and knowledgeable about history. So, David, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. So, um, first of all, uh, we had a one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because we had a uh, another example of a, a statue being a Confederate-related, uh, Civil War-related statue being uh, overturned, upturned in uh, at the University of North Carolina. And it just got me thinking about, I'm wondering, based on some of the things I've read lately, whether how many of those kids actually have a real working knowledge of the Civil War. I, I saw a survey that was done where on a college campus where kids were asked who won the Civil War, and some of them said the South. So <laughs> I, I don't know how bad it is, but, you know, when you see a statue like that, 
uh, overturned, and that's been going on a lot lately. What goes through your mind? Well, I think it, it's true. Uh, most people don't know uh, much about the Civil War because it's not being uh, taught very much or it's not being taught properly. But I think when you overturn statues and that kind of thing, it's what I call revisionist history, which I am against. I I do not think that overturning statues is, uh, it it erases history. So if you have, say, a statue of Robert E. Lee in Richmond, and you take that away because he he was the head of the Confederacy. Right. The, the general who was the head of the Confederacy. Okay, so maybe some people are are offended by that. So you explain rather than taking it away. You explain. You put a little plaque beside the statue, and you explain who and why. Otherwise, if you take these statues away, history is erased, and you know, and future generations won't won't know less. And it's especially important now. Um, we are having a huge new wave of immigrants. It's especially important that people know who our founding fathers were, who Patrick Henry was, who Jefferson was, who Alexander Hamilton was, because you can't defend your your rights if you don't know your history. Yeah, now, um, and I actually, and, and maybe I'm guessing you know more about this than I do, but uh, I just read something recently that that Robert E. Lee was not in favor of slavery. I wonder That's how correct. many he he was anti-slavery was he not? That's correct. He had very ambiguous feelings about it. Um, I, I don't know that he was uh, not in favor of slavery because he had slaves, but Abraham Lincoln uh, originally asked him to be the head of the the Union general. Yeah, but because Lee was a Virginian, he just felt that he could not betray his state. And so that was the reason why he went, he, he became the Confederate um, commander-in-chief. Yeah, now, uh, you know, the, the whole thing with the state's rights, uh, one of the things that I've picked up from reading uh, a good bit of history, and my I was always focused on uh, mostly the the around the revolutionary times i've read a, a ton of biographies of of the presidents and other people from that area but i i can remember reading about uh some of the some of the founders i can't remember which one it might have been he referred to <clears throat> i think it might have been jefferson or maybe patrick henry he referred to virginia at the time as my country uh and so they looked at the states as almost we now look at our country, and, and I don't know if people right. grasp that now. So when somebody was, when you say Robert E. Lee was fighting for Virginia, that may seem ridiculous to somebody in 2018, but in 19, or in 1860 or 1855, when all this turmoil was going on, what state you came from was a big, big deal, and there was loyalty to the state. It was right. a smaller so, world then. So pre, around Jefferson, the beginning of the 19th century, and before states' rights, before the Constitution, what looks especially, uh, states' rights, um, there were the 13 colonies, but each, each colony was almost like a separate country, and so they would have arguments over um, uh, seaward, the use of the seas, and uh, they would have arguments about trading and uh when the Constitution was ratified, uh, finally in 1789, Rhode Island was the last uh, state, I believe, it unified the country for the first time. Because with the 13 colonies, it wasn't the United States of America. I mean, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't like we would imagine ourselves today. Right, and I think there are people out there, and we're talking to David Bruce Smith of the Grateful American Foundation. Um, I think there are people out there. I mean, I, I heard Hillary Clinton at the end after the election, and she's still saying it now. She thinks the electoral college is kind of a dumb idea, and you know, they. Um, it's almost like people think that the 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 United States of America came before the states did. They don't even 
uh, focus on what the name means. It's the United States. It's different states united. And uh, and people just don't seem to get that. Right. I, I, um, well, she probably ha- has a point, but the, uh, the goal was to get us to the point where we are technically united. We're not united politically right now, but that right. hopefully will, will change. But in spirit, I think um, Americans have the same values, um, and that's what keeps... I mean, and that comes out especially when you have horrible things like 9-11, where people, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the unimportant things that we argue about went by the wayside, and the important qualities like generosity and patriotism resurfaced. So, uh, so yeah, so where are we... Um, talk a little bit. If we, let's talk a little bit about how bad the um, knowledge of American history is in the schools. Uh, how bad is it? Let's just let me put it to you that way. Well, I think it seems to be bad, but the problem is, you know, when you read uh, when you read about it, the kids are the ones getting blamed. For example, I think the latest statistic says that 43% of the fourth graders in this country know that George Washington was the first president, or that only 13% of uh, similar, similarly aged kids can identify a photograph of Abraham Lincoln. Now, if that is true, it is not their fault. No, it is the it is the fault of the system. They can only know what they're taught. So let me get so, that number from you again. Sorry to interrupt you, David. Thirteen percent of the kids in the fourth grade could could I knew who you showed them a picture of Abraham Lincoln and they don't know who it is. Eighty seven percent don't know who it is. It's yeah, it is something like thirteen percent of fourth graders. Wow. Survey, surveyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now listen, ten percent of the graduates in this country think Judge Judy is on the Supreme Court. Oh, come on. How many? 10%. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, kids... You mean she's kids, not? Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, kids are not, they're not being taught properly. I mean, uh, George Washington's birthday, Martin Luther King's birthday, I mean, sorry, George Washington, Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, you know, so... The schools generally say something on their birthdays, and that's all you get. Um, but it's not their fault. It's the system. Uh, years ago, 30 years ago, uh, in the typical school textbook, uh, George Washington got three pages of text. Yep. Now he gets a paragraph, and Marilyn Monroe... It's three pages. Yeah, but no, this is an actual history books that are sitting in schools right now waiting for the kiddies to show up in a couple of weeks. Very often, yes. I mean, this is something that I was told scary. At, a, at a eulogy at Mount Vernon. So I'm taking somebody else's word for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've heard that before, too. And, and I, I've been, uh, and I'm going to, at some point early in this school year, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, inspect some local schools history books to see exactly what's going on because I'd like to I want to talk to somebody about that and and for that matter I I don't I'm kind of afraid to even look at what they're teaching in college now but um the and and the parents you can't really count on the parents to teach the kids because they're now the parents are in their 30s and 40s and they don't know anything either well it's a it's a generational problem see what's happening on some college campuses right now is I don't want to name a school, but but on one campus that I'm very familiar with, um, if you're a history major, an American history major, you no longer have to take that year-long survey course. You can take a hodgepodge of things, so you get a little bit of Roosevelt, a little bit of Kennedy, a little little bit of whatever. And so suddenly uh, you have schools that's a flower power curriculum stuff, where students are leading the universities as far as what they want, rather than vice versa, which I think is a mistake. And, and they're so, paying sixty thousand dollars a year to go to some of these places. I don't know which one you're talking about, but some of them are that much. Correct. So you can take a course like on Harry Potter or a course on Miley Cyrus. 
I can't name can't name the schools. I mean, if I, I don't want to, yeah. but but and that will satisfy a a history requirement. Yeah, jeez, that's scary. Um, well, uh, I I worked at a, a TV station a few years ago, and uh, June sixth came along, and I asked a bunch of young people there some. Um, some interns and uh, and a couple of produ- young producers and I said what was when was D Day? I probably asked right. eight, nine, ten of them. I, one one knew it was the anniversary right. of D Day. One knew, right. um, and I I have a feeling that if you went up to I don't know if you asked twenty high school kids right now to tell me if you asked them to tell you who did we defeat in World War Two, I'm thinking maybe fifteen of them wouldn't know. Would I be right about right. that? See, I, I couldn't have gotten out of eighth grade not knowing that. Correct, and I think this is very, this is very dangerous for people uh, not to know things like that because, I mean, if you don't know where you've come from, how can you possibly uh, defend the country? I mean, you have to. You can't be a responsible, civically minded person without knowing history and it is kind of interesting to me that you know um uh ancestry and um uh what's the other one 23 and me yeah. 23 and me are ironically very popular mm-hmm. because okay you're you are you're starting at a point in history which is your own uh at, you're starting at a point in history in your own but it's very appealing to people, I think if people looked at history as his story, right? Think it, you think of it as a as a gossip session, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, um, so, you know, what's it, scary about that, though, David, is that these people who now, a lot of the people who now are going to go and uh, back and check their ancestry, they're not going to be all that impressed when they find out that their, um, you know, that their great 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 uncle was a general in the. Uh, <laughs> in the uh, Civil War because they won't know when it was. It won't mean anything to them. But the thing is, that that might be true, but at least it's a point of interest. The fact that yeah. people are interested in in doing that shows that under the right circumstances, you know, like the right teacher, you know, the teacher who inspires the, the school system that puts the resources um, in place, it's possible to get a capture i think yeah well i got about a minute left um how do you fix this and and is it going to be fixed well i think it can be fixed it's going to take a long time but uh i I think it's going to uh, we need the best possible teachers we need the best possible resources and companies that are in the community that have resources should invest in the school system because these kids are their future employees, and that's the simplistic answer, I guess. And uh, real quick, uh, David Bruce Smith, Grateful American Foundation, where can they find you? Uh, www.gratefulamericanfoundation.com That sounds pretty easy. I think people, most people, even I, could find that. I appreciate it, David. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you very Happy much. To do it. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Okay, we got a minute or so here. I want to make sure I get this in. Um, this is last night at the Video Music Awards, and uh, it kind of ties in with what we just talked about. It's Kevin Hart last night. He was one of the MCs. Uh, understand that we are live coast to coast right now. I'm looking at this like it's game day, people. But do not worry, because at this game, you guys are allowed to kneel. You can do whatever the hell you want. There's no old white man that can stop you. Do it. Yep, no old white man's going to stop you. Those old white men like the peop- the guys who founded the country and the, the old white man who might have founded MTV, for all I know, which is where the uh, awards were, and the old white men who run the studio, the studios that uh, employ people like Kevin Hart and pay him $20 million a movie. Yeah, old white men like that. Like me. I'm an old white man. Uh, I guess I'm still allowed to do a radio show. But uh, we uh, are going to change the subject quite a bit when we come back. You know, we're going to talk about child abuse, but it's not going to be the Catholic Church. It's going to be by a, an organization that gets your tax dollars. We're going to do that when we come back. And uh, so stick around. We'll, we'll finish up here for the next half hour. Some good stuff on AM 1250, The Answer.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Paul Manafort has been found guilty of eight counts against him in his bank and income tax fraud trial in Alexandria, Virginia. And a mistrial has been declared on 10 other counts. The jury deliberated for four days before announcing the verdict at the federal courthouse in Alexandria, Virginia. Prosecutors spent more than two weeks presenting their case as they sought to prove Manafort concealed millions of dollars in offshore accounts from the IRS. And in New York City, Michael Cohen, the personal lawyer and fixer who once said he would take a bullet for Donald Trump, struck a deal with prosecutors to plead guilty Tuesday to charges including campaign finance fraud, bank fraud and tax evasion. That's according to two people familiar with the plea bargain. It was not clear if the agreement requires Cohen's cooperation with the Russia probe or other investigations. On Wall Street, that up by 63 points. The Nasdaq rose 38. The S&P advanced 5. This is SRN News. Pat Boone here again for Relief Factor, the company that's helping thousands of people, just like my wife Shirley and me, deal with all kinds of occasional aches and pains. For years, Shirley struggled with her neck and her shoulder pain kept her from sleeping through the night. A lot of people, just like Shirley, struggle with aches and pains due to aging or exercise. Why don't you order the three-week quick start? It's now only $19.95, and let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole, so why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls. Jay Sekula will always defend Israel's right to exist. Well, let me tell you what we can't rely on. We don't have the luxury of relying on legislative enactments. We have to be aggressive and proactive in the defense of Israel. We are constantly, when I mean constantly, there is not a moment that goes by where our office in Jerusalem, in conjunction with our offices here, are not drafting legal documents defending Israel's right to exist. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at AM 1250. The answer. Of 28 major metropolitan areas, only one U.S. mass transit agency, New York's, had higher total operating expenses per revenue hour for buses than the Port Authority of Allegheny County. As a recent study by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy recently noted, bus service is inexcusably costly and imposes far too heavily on taxpayers and turnpike users. Learn more about the Port Authority's outrageous cost structure at AlleghenyInstitute.org where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in health care today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every health care provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Still a very heavy ride on the outbound Parkway East. You're just about bumper to bumper Forbes Avenue to Edgewood Swissvale. Inbound is slow from Britain Road overpass to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. And it's a slow ride inbound Parkway West, Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Also got an accident to watch out for. This is Bigelow Boulevard at Crosstown Boulevard. And a crash northbound at 79 at 910. You're jammed back to the Parkway North. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
As a cold front slowly approaches the region tonight, we'll have a couple of showers around, mostly cloudy and humid, a low of 64 degrees. A cool breeze tomorrow with a few breaks of sunshine, a couple showers around, maybe an afternoon thunderstorm as well with a high of 72. And Thursday and Friday, comfortable with sunshine and low humidity as we dry out. A high of 74 Thursday, high of 78 on Friday, an afternoon thunderstorm possible Saturday. I'm meteorologist Steve Travis on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the Catholic school child abuse story is still a big one all over the country. Here in Pittsburgh, the latest is that Bishop Zubik, according to a story on Channel 11, will decide later in the week whether to uh, remove Cardinal Donald World's name from North Catholic High School. He says he's waiting for the North Catholic Board of Directors to make a decision there. Now, you would think that if you have to think about it, the name has to go. And if the name has to go, so does Cardinal Whirl. If he's no longer worthy of having a, a school named after him, he probably isn't worthy of being the Archbishop of Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, while all the attention is on the uh, Catholic Church right now, and deservedly so, we, we thought another organization deserves just as much scrutiny. That would be Planned Parenthood. Allison Santafonte is the Director of Strategic Communications for Live Action, a pro-life organization. She's with us now. Thanks for being here, Allison. Thanks for having me on. So not many, uh, at least probably not enough anyway, uh, not enough people are aware that Planned Parenthood has been suspected of child abuse for a long time. Explain that, will you? Yeah, thanks so much, and thank you for covering this story. I mean, you talked about the Catholic Church abuse and cover-up, and there are eerie similarities um, in regards to another organization that has a lot of money and a lot of attention, Planned Parenthood, namely our nation's largest abortion provider, has been caught multiple times taking part in abortions on young minors who are victims of abuse and failing to report that abuse to authorities as they should. Um, You know, just honestly, hearing and reading some of the reports out of the Catholic Church, you saw about these priests and others having to utilize abortion to cover up their sexual crime. It raises a question, and it highlights exactly what Live Action has been trying to point out, which is abortion is used as part of the abuse cycle. Not only is it itself an abuse against a woman and her child, but it is the way that so many abusers are covering up evidence of their sexual crime. And so we're doing all we can to end this abuse against girls and to make sure that Planned Parenthood and others are exposed for their failure to to help girls in their most vulnerable moments. And there are uh, undercover videos showing Planned Parenthood counselors involved in that, correct? Absolutely. Live Action was started, and it continues to be an investigative journalist pro-life group. So you can check out these videos at liveaction.org and on YouTube, where our undercover journalists went in and posed as a rape victim or a statutory rape victim, saying, I'm 13, he's 31, what should I do? And we saw Planned Parenthood employees across the country willing to say, don't tell us their age, say it's a guy at school, if you tell me that he's older, I'll have to report it. I don't want to do that. And it's shocking, John, honestly, because these are the adults in the room, right? These are the people who are, by law, by state mandatory reporting laws, supposed to look out for these signs of suspected abuse. And many times you have a young girl, either an undercover actor, like in our videos, or real-life testimonials of court cases across the country where this happened to real girls um, in states like Ohio and Arizona, 13, 14-year-old girls saying, I'm being abused, and Planned Parenthood sending them right back into the arms of their abusers. So what would the motivation be for Planned Parenthood to do that? I mean, are they, well, you tell me. I, I don't, that's, that's just a question right. I have. I don't know what, what could yeah. possibly be their motivation. Yeah, it's shocking, and it's, I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't assume to know why an adult would not report the rape of a young girl or any woman. Um, but I do know that we've seen Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers be so focused on the money that can be made by abortion. We've had Planned Parenthood employees and directors who leave the organization come to us specifically on this issue and say, I was afraid to tell my boss because it would cause so much red tape. So I was either advised or I was scared to actually report this to authorities and we we just we felt like there was nothing else we could do for them except give an abortion and send them back. So that's what we did. So that's from their own mouths of Planned Parenthood employees and managers 
who said, look, it, it's a culture. It's a culture of cover-up because they don't want to involve authorities. But the fact that they don't want to involve authority would would should get the authorities interested. I mean, why aren't more <laughs> authorities interested in this? If you if you have the story out there and and people do know what's happening, are, are they that protective of abortion that they don't they don't want to get involved because it might make it more difficult for Planned Parenthood and other abortion uh, providers to provide abortions? That's what we saw continually. We have a report out right now called Aiding Abusers. And I encourage anyone listening to go check that report out that shows some of these testimonials from the victims, from the managers, the employees, from the health departments who have who've said, look, there's something going on here. But to answer your question, you, you asked the same question with the Catholic Church, right? You asked the same question with Hollywood or media. Why did people cover it up? Why did people fail to do the right thing? And for the Catholic Church and for other entities, when this happens... You need to follow the money, and you need to follow the reputation. And there are Planned Parenthood has aligned itself with so many people in high places of power because we fund them with our taxpayer dollars so they can then go fund politicians, they can fund PR campaigns, and there's a, there's a nervousness, I guess, to talk about it, but that won't make us stop. And thank you to you and others who are continuing to highlight this story. Um, my job at Live Action is to make this news. And honestly, the feedback has been great from those who understand how serious this is. The response has not been great from those who are so scared of ever saying anything against Planned Parenthood. How much difference has it made, aside from the Supreme Court, which is the obvious thing, uh, to have a pro-life president now after having a guy who was one of the most abortion-friendly politicians of all time in there for eight years? Mm -hmm. President Trump has done a really good job responding to the calls of the pro-life community and actually, you know, committing to the promises he made on the campaign trail. You can think of the Mexico City policy. Um, the nominations he's made to the Supreme Court. He's surrounded himself with pro-life individuals, some of which I know well, that are incredible allies of women and children. Kellyanne Conway, you can think of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. It's really great to see, and we're excited to see more progress happen uh, because this is not just another issue, as you know. This is the gravest human rights issue of our time. Everyday lives are being lost, Women are being hurt, men as well, and we have to act as such. It's been far too long that we have given our taxpayer dollars to the nation's largest abortion provider. That is their main way of making money. It is their model to make money, and they are willing to do so much, including looking past rape and abuse, in order to secure those abortions on vulnerable women. So the more that we can talk about it, the more that we can highlight that, the better. And I guess the other side of that is what would... Uh, you be doing today, and how would you be feeling today if Hillary Clinton had been elected? Uh, again, aside from the obvious effect mm -hmm. of who she would have already appointed to the Supreme Court with another one to follow. Well, you know, live action is not a political group. We'd be willing to work with anyone, um, but Hillary Clinton specifically had made her stance very well known. We'd be in a very different situation right now. Um, in our ability to protect the most vulnerable among us, which is the preborn child, no voice, no ability to advocate for itself, completely dependent on its mother and society to look after it. And so we'd be in an absolutely different boat right now. But we continue. I mean, things are not all great just because Trump is president. We are facing a media that doesn't want to talk about what this procedure entails and what it does to women. We are facing politicians at times who are afraid to step in, into this issue and speak up and, and lead. And so we, we must continue to highlight just the beauty of life and parenting and society supporting people in need, um, as well as continuing to expose abortion providers for what they do to women and fail to support them every day. We're talking to Allison Santafonte. She's the Director of Strategic Communications for Live Action here on AM 1250, The Answer. Um, do you feel like you're winning the fight? or I mean, how far do you have to go to win this fight? It seems to me that it's a long road ahead for you. Sure. Well, um, 
I'm, I'm hopeful because right now you have a generation of young people who are more pro-life than any generation before. I was just reading a recent poll done by Refinery29 and CBS News that showed a majority of people between the ages of 18 and 35 are for some sort of abortion regulation. You know, no longer can you say, well, I didn't know there was a heartbeat there at this time. I didn't know there were eyelashes. I didn't know a baby felt pain. We have amazing 4D ultrasounds. We've all had friends and family who have experienced both the beauty of seeing those ultrasounds and the pain of going through an abortion. And so when you have science catching up and you have stories catching up since Roe v. Wade was passed, I I think that's why you see a more pro-life, more passionate, more compassionate pro-life movement now than ever before. So I'm really hopeful. Um, I hate that it has taken this long. It has been 40 some odd years since Roe v. Wade was passed. More than 60 million preborn children have been killed due to abortion. I mean, the number alone states the significance of this issue. I get asked a lot, well, why don't you guys deal with gun violence or why don't you get involved in another issue? And here's the deal. This is the, by numbers alone, the gravest human rights issue of our country and society. 60 million lives are lost every single, uh, since 1973 to abortion. That is the ones we know of and that we, that does not include women lost, men heartbroken, lost fatherhood. So I'm really hopeful and I know that the more we talk about this and the better options that women have, that we live in a great society and you can get prenatal care in so many places. In fact, one of my favorite videos is live action calls around to all of these Planned Parenthoods across the country and says, hi, can I get prenatal care? And they say, no, we don't do that here. That's condemning. That is not what most Americans would want their tax dollars going to. No, and I, that was that was going to be my next question. Uh, uh, how long before uh, technology makes it almost impossible for pro-abortion to maintain, you know, the argument that it's not ending a life? It's, it, it's, mm. it, that, that's the day that's coming because pretty I, soon I mean, it's going to be impossible. I would say we're there. You well, go on WebMD, you look up prenatal development, embryology, and you can see that that technology has shown that there is a there is a life there. Um, I think we are there, and I think that's why you're seeing many on the pro-abortion side really backpedaling and not able to stand on saying, oh, well, this isn't a life. You just heard Chelsea Clinton this week say, well, it saved us a lot of money. Abortion has saved us a lot of money. Yeah, You're going to see the pro-abortion side resort to these more utilitarian mm -hmm. uh, reasonings for abortion because they can no longer say, well, it's not a life. Uh, I got to go real quick, but I want to ask you. You wrote a piece for townhall.com a couple of years ago uh, asking uh, where have all the feminists gone on a different subject, but it's one of my favorites too. Could you quickly tell us what that was about? Thanks. Absolutely. Well, the term feminist means something different to everyone, but really it started with great intentions, and it was the feminist movement, the pro women's movement was really hijacked by this idea that women needed abortion in order to succeed that women needed to essentially become a man in terms of fertility and personality in order to succeed. And so I wrote that piece to push back on the fact that, you know, true feminists would be concerned about really, really big uh, advances instead of using abortion as a way out, as a, as a way to condemn fertility and the things that make us women. So um, we're, we're still seeing that conversation happening right now, actually, with Kavanaugh. What does it mean to be pro-woman? And so that continues. But thanks. I, I forgot I wrote that piece, but thanks for bringing it up. It's still relevant today. All right. Well, Allison, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. We'll see you next. We'll, we'll talk again, I hope. Wonderful. I'd All love right. that. Thank thanks. you. Okay. That's Allison Santafonte. She's the Director of Strategic Communications for Live Action. Uh, that's a pro-life organization. When we come back, we're going to hear from some really stupid young people again. I hate to keep doing that, but boy, they sound really stupid. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? 
What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. People come in with health concerns and we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical based. You really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example of you have heartburn. There's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn and some of those reasons could be not enough hydrochloric acid where traditional medicine blocks that and as we age our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. A lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills. 888-865-9595. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Buying a home should be one of life's best experiences, but today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, and that can turn a great experience into an anxious one. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. It's called the power buying process. We check your income, assets, and credit to provide you with a verified approval, which can give you the strength of a cash buyer. Once verified, you qualify for our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days while you find your new home. Then, once you've found your new home, if rates have gone up, your rate stays locked. But if rates have gone down, your rate drops, and you get to keep that new lower rate. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Are you tired of barely making money in your IRA? Did you miss out on the internet boom? What if I told you that you could invest in cryptocurrency just before the institutions get involved? The fact is, institutional money is waiting on the sidelines with trillions of dollars and the Chicago Board of Option is close to approving Bitcoin ETFs on its exchange. This is why the smart money like Goldman Sachs is taking down major positions. The key here is to position yourself before the institutional money takes over. The bottom line is this. Breaking news on Bitcoin is about to break. By the time you read about it in the Wall Street Journal, it's too late. If you're able to position yourself at these levels today before the news, your percentage gains could be absolutely staggering. Get the facts now. Call 1-800-902-4700. Put your IRA or 401k to work for you today. Call 800-902-4700. 800-902-4700 for free information. Crypto-based IRA is a service of Zenda Enterprises with custodial services of Kingdom Trust. Not FDIC insured. Investment may lose value. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. I got some uh, pretty big breaking news for you here. Uh, Michael Cohen, the former attorney for Donald Trump, has pled guilty to uh, several counts. And uh, Paul Manafort has been found guilty on several counts. Don't have time to go into it now, but I'm sure you'll be seeing uh, that a lot on your 6 o'clock news and on cable news tonight. Um and also, the girl who's been missing for about a month in Iowa, uh, breaking news on that is that uh, she was found dead and that uh, may have been done by an illegal immigrant. So that's uh, some pretty big news there on three fronts, and you'll be hearing more about that. Meanwhile, uh, we talked about history and and the lack of knowledge of history on college campuses and just in general in the United States. Well... Uh, somebody went around uh, just a little while ago. The governor, Mr. Cuomo, the governor of New York, uh, was uh, smart enough to say that he didn't think America was ever great. Forget about being great again. He didn't think it was ever great. A really dumb thing to say. So somebody went around New York and asked a bunch of young people what they thought about America and whether it's great. Governor Cuomo came out here in New York at an event and said that the slogan Make America Great Again is flawed because it implies America was great at some point. So we've been asking people their take. Do you think America has ever been truly great? I don't believe America has been great for all folks ever, even today. I would 
have to agree with Governor Cuomo. Can you point to a time, or do you think there was a time when America was great? Mm, I mean, not particularly. The idea that there was a once great America is, you know, pointing towards this false sense of nationalism that, you know, what is talking about white America? You know, it's, yeah, it's not great. I think it has been great for straight white men for a very long time. Do you think that there is a time you can point to where America was great? I don't know, <laughs> honestly. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, not great, but like there was definitely some progress. <laughs> and I think we're just regret uh, going through aggression now. It was never really great, but we do do like great things sometimes. Like we fix a lot of problems, but it's never just been wholly great. Was American exceptionalism taught in the classroom, or do you know what that is? No. No, it was not. No, I do not. Okay. And is that a phrase that you're familiar with? I've never heard it before. I personally wasn't taught American exceptionalism because I went to a very like, forward-thinking liberal school here in the city. Uh, I don't think I've heard that term before in class. Were your professors and your teachers teaching you the idea that America was great and, and was the best, or was it kind of the opposite? It was kind of the opposite. All of my history teachers have like ignored the fact that they're not supposed to like put their like political views on us but they have my view of america in school was that it is the greatest thing ever and then once i like i guess went to college and learned about other nations you kind of learn from a different perspective so our history let's see we go from like sort of a native genocide to slavery to uh slavery by different name to slavery by different name again we've never been a truly truly able to practice what we preach So um, what I got from that is that apparently effeminate-sounding men don't think America was ever great. Was it me or were there a lot of guys who sounded a little bit, I don't know, I'm just wondering. Um, But we we had many reasons to be great. I I don't know. I just get the feeling that uh, maybe they just ran into a lot of, I don't know, effeminate men. That's what it sounded like to me. Um, I, I don't know. I'm getting that a lot. Uh, but they don't. They don't think. They don't think America was ever great. Wait. Well, why should they? The governor of the state they live in says it was never great. So, I don't know if, if America was never great. Maybe no country was ever great. But I think we had a great show tonight. Uh, two very different topics, and we'll have another one for you tomorrow. We're here uh, Monday through Friday, five to six. John Stagerwald Show, AM twelve fifty. The answer. And let's let Joe Cocker take it away. It's high time. I went. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.